This is Paper Cuts, and I'm your host, Christopher Cardenvigas. This is number two of a total of four episodes that came out of a recent trip to the Netherlands. In November, I participated in the Magical Riso Conference at the Jan van Eyck Academy in Maastricht. A book fair was held on the final day of the conference, and throughout the day, I was able to grab a few minutes of time from a few Risograph printers and publishers. This episode, I'm speaking with Igor Arum from Trip in Rio de Janeiro, Stephanie Lane Gage from Martian Press in Los Angeles, and Justin Bailey from Bronze Age in London. Rizzo Trip, uh, Rizzo Printing Studio based in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and you are listening to Paper Cuts. Thanks, Igor. I'm really glad that we were able to talk a little bit here at uh, Magical Rizzo in Maastricht in the Netherlands. Um, so you're with a group called Rizzo Trip. Is it just yourself, or are you working collaboratively with other printers? Yeah, I have a partner, but unfortunately he stayed in Brazil. Yeah, he's take care of his master degree and also take care of business there. And his name is? Uh, his name is Daniel. And how did you get into publishing with Trip? Yeah, at the college, there was some class about uh, editorial and publications. I had some, we did some zines there. Uh, but I also made an exchange program to the Netherlands in 2014. And uh, I attend, uh, attended a workshop at Print Room in Rotterdam, a Rizzo printing workshop. So that was my first uh, experiencing, uh, experiencing, experiencing a Rizzo. And since then, with Rizzo Trip, are you publishing mostly the work of you and your partner, or are you working with other artists around Brazil? Yeah, we are mostly doing uh, client work. Yeah. Okay, so acting like a print shop and yeah, taking exactly. like taking orders shop. on demand. Yeah, like a print shop. And the work that you brought here to Magical Riso, is that representative of the work that people have hired you to do, or is this work that you've chosen to take on yourself? Yeah, it just, it's, it's work that uh, we, uh, I, I, ch- I chose myself, yeah. Most of them are, are in English because I we have we have we have printed some publications, but they are fully in Portuguese. So yeah. I think it, it wouldn't be very adequate here. But uh, yeah. And can you tell me a bit about how you've selected the artists to work with that you've chosen? Uh, I brought a publication. It's uh, from a Brazilian photographer from Rio, we really like his job. He mainly works with uh, analog photography and uh, he really likes uh, the materiality of the analog photography. 
especially when it's allied with the risograph printing. So we asked him to make a, a book together with us. So I, I brought this book. I also brought a, a publication I, I did myself. Uh, yeah. And this is the Colossus book that we're looking at that you did yourself. That is a giant book. It's very large. It's, um, what is Colossus about? Uh, Colossus... Uh, it's about uh, a giant structures and monuments that ancient people uh, built, uh, ancient civilizations, and that nowadays we kind of forget that human human beings were able to do that back in the time, and it's still a mystery how they did that, and so. It looks like it's from a uh, science fiction movie sometimes for me. And uh, I want to that this publication could make, make people uh, remember that. Um, it, it also acts like a portable museum where we can carry those amazing structures. Yeah, there's certainly a monumentality about it that goes beyond just the size of the physical object since it is documenting this uh, aspect of human history. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the, about your like hometown or home city's uh, printing scene or community? Is there a large zine and DIY publishing community there? Um, I, I think it, it's comparing to Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo is much bigger than Rio yeah. in those aspect, aspects, yeah. You don't have uh, as many fairs as there are in Sao Paulo. Uh, we go, I think, to two fairs only by by year in Rio. So I wish it could be a bigger, I think. And I think it's one of our missions there to to help develop this scene there, help people print their stuff, bring this back to uh, back to life. And did you initially have a background in printmaking or graphic design before you did the Riso workshop in the Netherlands? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my graduation was in visual communication with emphasis in graphic design. Okay. And uh, my, my college was in the School of Fine Arts, so I, I was always uh, walking around the studios. They have uh, lithography, silk screen, also painting classes, so I uh, figure drawing, so I try to take mo most of them. And for the uh, risograph nerds who may be listening to this, what kind of machine are you running? I'm running a uh, RZ370. We have two, two of them. Oh, wow. And how many colors do you have? Uh, seven, it's black, yellow, bright red, blue, fluorescent pink, green, and uh, orange. And uh, I just bought a flat gold here. Oh, well, that's exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're going home with some, some new toys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Looking forward to try this. Excellent, Igor. Well, thanks for taking a few minutes out to talk with me. It was a pleasure.
Uh, I'm Stephanie Lane Gage from Martian Press. Hey, Stephanie. I'm so glad that we can talk and hang out here at Magical Riso. Um, I think we met for the first time in the Los Angeles Art Book Fair. New York? No, New York. All right. What year was that? So it was my first ever book fair. It was the New York Art Book Fair 2016, and you, we were tabling right next to each other. That's right, yeah. yeah. I knew that we were neighbors at yeah. one of the fairs. I just didn't know what city. Yeah. I feel like now that we're on the circuit, it's like city after city after city. I know. <laughs> um, but we're here at Magical Riso, and it is a Risograph conference, and you are printing Risograph in Los Angeles now. Um, but you're not from LA. So I'd like to know like, how you got to Los Angeles and how you ended up acquiring a Risograph there and why you print with it. Sure, so I went to art school at the Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design. Um, and after I graduated in 2015, um, I bought my first Risograph off of Craigslist and I was still living in Milwaukee then. Um, I continued to live in Milwaukee for two years after graduating. And um, I don't know, I, I decided to move to LA uh, a couple years after. I think I just felt like I'd done everything in Milwaukee um, and I wanted to get out of the Midwest. So I, after the LA Art Book Fair actually, decided on LA, and I moved the risograph that I'd bought in Milwaukee to LA, along with all 13 drums that I have. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy. Um, and then once I got to LA, I, it was tough finding a studio space at first, so like my risograph equipment was all shoved into my tiny bedroom, and I would like collate books on my bed and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then I found a studio space just this past February. Um, it's in downtown LA. It's like 10 minutes from the Geffen. It's, it's great, yeah. That's awesome. And where do you live in Los Angeles? I live in Highland Park, yeah. So what is the focus of March and Press? What are you printing? Or what are you publishing? So I started out just kind of printing my own work, as a lot of people do. And then I got more and more interested into publishing and curating. Um, so the first kind of like curatorial project I did was a show called Space Invaders through the uh, studio that I was in. We had a small gallery space. This was in Milwaukee still. And I was the only Risograph press in Milwaukee. So I worked with, I think it was 15 different artists who had never worked in Risograph before and produced 15 prints. Um, and had a gallery show of that. Um, but then once I kind of got more into making books specifically and working with other artists, I kind of just curated to my taste, uh, but also with kind of the theme in mind of science fiction or the spiritual, paranormal, kind of like abstract, surreal themes um, were all things that I was interested in kind of focusing on with Martian Press, but not exclusively. Um, I think it just kind of goes along with my own artwork and what I produce, and along with my taste as well. That's kind of how I choose to curate it. And so there's a few things I want to tease out from that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm also really interested in science fiction. What is it about uh, the questions of science fiction or that genre that's attractive to you? Um, I think that it says a lot about us as a society and just us as humans and kind of how we think about the world and the future and our own personal futures. I think it relates a lot to emotions. And I also, like, generally just like the aesthetics that go along with science fiction. Like, I think um, especially design and film from the 80s and 90s are, like, very formative, were formative for me and, like, how I think about aesthetics and what I like about graphic design. Um, 
So also I think the age we're in with how quickly technology is advancing, I think it's important to uh, think about how we relate like emotionally to that and where that's going to take us in the future. Um, so I just think there's a lot of really great material there for artwork and for writing and for fiction and um, all of the above. And I also will add on to that that I think Rizzo is a great medium for science fiction based things just because of the kind of wildness of the colors and uh, the effects that you can achieve with it. Yeah, so I think it is a really interesting machine for it because, as you said, there's the colors, but it's also a technology that I keep joking about with my students that is old office technology, you know, but it's so closely tied to the mimeograph that is rather defunct. So do you know that kind of tension between a like retro futurism that's inherent in the machine and the color palette that it offers gives uh, something that can, like, attention to the images that you're crafting? Yeah, I definitely think so. And I think there's, this harkens back to what I said about uh, an interest in design surrounding science fiction from the 80s and 90s and earlier, the 70s, too. Um, I think that the, the analog quality of the Rizzo uh, speaks to that design aesthetic very well. Um, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, before you acquired your risograph, what were you working with, and how has the machine itself kind of changed what you've been working on since? Um, so when I was a student in art school, I think I was maybe like a sophomore or freshman. I was like 18 or 19, and I went to my first like basement show in Milwaukee, and yeah. like. I was, I was um, into the DIY scene there eventually, but the first basement show I went to had this table full of free zines, and I'd never like seen a zine before this, and I just totally fell in love with it, like immediately. And I was kind of obsessed with zines. I started doing the Milwaukee Zine Fest and bringing zines to critiques for art school, and people were kind of like, my teachers didn't really know what to do with it, because <laughs> um, it definitely is something that's apart from, you know, fine fine artwork in a gallery. Um, but I was a printmaking major at Myad, so I did a lot of screen printing as well. Um, and that was kind of my main medium that I used. And then um, through Myad, I went on a study abroad trip to Thailand, actually. Uh, and we worked with some students at a university in Bangkok, and um, we each gave artist presentations. I talked about zines in mine. And so the teacher uh, knew of a Thai student that was doing zines for her thesis and was very interested in them. So he like set up a zine trade for us. So he like traded some zines and the zines that she had produced were risograph printed. And this was the first time I'd seen anything risograph printed. This is in like 2014. Um, and I just like was totally astounded by it, how it looked like a screen print, but was so detailed and it just had this amazing quality. So ever since I got that zine, I kind of became obsessed with the uh, aesthetic of risograph and, and acquiring one and where to print and all this stuff just consumed me. So after I graduated, that's kind of immediately what I went into. Yeah. Mm. And your initial product, uh, publishing product of bringing 15 artists together, having them do a print with the risograph machine, I imagine that there's quite a bit of education that has to go along with bringing artists into Martian Press to get them to actually set up their files correctly and do all this. Yeah, so I remember meeting individually, I think with every single artist, and we just spent some time at my studio, and um, I basically gave a mini workshop to each person. 
um, to kind of like teach them about it. And I, I continue to do that now when I work with new artists. Some of them haven't worked in Risograph before either. And I think that's an exciting thing for artists to, you know, be offered to work in, um, which has made me lucky to be able to work with such amazing artists. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun. Like, I think I have an affinity for process and for teaching and learning too. So I think that this constant teaching and collaboration with artists is really exciting. That's one of the things I, I really love with the Risograph. Mm -hmm. It's like I have a certain amount of experience with it, but every time that I'm introducing new students to the machine, like you, you pick up so much just from like the weird shit they're doing. Yeah, totally. I think that like also everyone just has their own style of printing, which we've been talking about here at Magical Rizzo too. And because um, it is kind of solitary, there's not a ton of like info or classes on it yet. I think there's starting to be, but like it's definitely interesting to pick up on different methods that people use just because that's how they taught themselves to use it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but to get back to some of the artists that you've been working with, uh, who have you been working with recently in Los Angeles and what are like new books you brought with you to the table here? So uh, one of the newest books I've published is by Bristol Hayward Hughes. She's a graphic designer and a video artist in Los Angeles. Um, she moved there recently from Seattle. Uh, but that was a fun book because it was totally CMYK printed and she just kind of gave me these really interesting collages um, that I reproduced in Rizzo, which turned out pretty wild. Um, and then another new book I have is my anthology, which is called Colony One. It's the first Martian Press anthology I've done, and it was a really wild project as well. It's 75 pages, I think, uh, and it has work by 22 artists, and it's all artists that I've worked with through Martian Press in the past. So all of those people in that first exhibition are in it with new work and um, a bunch of other artists that we've worked with since then and that book uses all 13 colors that I run and was just this massive project but I put it out for New York this year so that was really exciting. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well Stephanie thanks for taking the time out to talk with me. Um, I'm really excited to see the new books. Your, the two books I picked up from you before the, the Moon Archives and the, the Mountains book I show both of those to my students every semester oh, to get them to like understand what can be done with a visograph. Awesome, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so again, thanks for taking the time to talk with me and have a good rest of the time at Magical Riso. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Chris. Justin, thanks for taking some time out from the table to talk with me a bit about Bronze Age. But just to get started, can you tell us where Bronze Age is located at and uh, how you got started printing? Yeah, so um, Bronze Age, uh, I started in 2011 with a, a friend of mine who's from, from New York. Um, we are 
based in London, uh, although we kind of were in Glasgow and London at one point. Um, these days, it's just me uh, doing it, but um, we both used to work in the same coffee shop and both had an interest in self-publishing um, and kind of speculated about putting out a zine, not really knowing what we were doing. And then we both invested in a, what was it, it was a Xerox, some kind of laser jet, and we printed it in my bedroom in London, and yeah, it all went from there, I guess. Um, then Nick, who I set it up with, moved to Glasgow, studied at the school there, and so we were divided between um, London and Glasgow and worked on different projects that fed uh, Bronze Age. But yeah, since 2011, we've been making books. Um, and have you been primarily focusing on your own books, your own work, or have you been publishing work by other artists? It's pretty much... Uh, solely other artists um, I don't consider I don't consider myself an artist uh, more, more of uh, a publisher and printer um, near the start I, I threw in a few of my own images into kind of like group anthology works but uh, I kind of phased that out when I realized that I was other people are much better than it, at it than me. So, um, yeah, mainly other people we, either friends or people we've found on online, people whose work we really like. And how would you? So, I have two questions. How do you describe the work that you are publishing? If there, if you were to give it a genre or a larger umbrella to discuss it, and also with that work, who do you believe is your audience? Um, that's a, yeah, very tricky question. Um, I feel like um, there is a kind of cohesion to a lot of the work we publish. Um, however, it does, it is spread across quite a few genres. Um, we've done photo books. Uh, we've done more illustrative work. We've done comics. Um, a lot of them aesthetically are quite bright and punchy, um, which is obviously influenced by the, the Rezo process um, as well as other printing processes. Um, I forgot what the second part of the question is. The second part was, uh, who do you believe your audience is? Okay. Um, our audience... Yeah. <laughs> um, our audience... Um, we do a lot of book fairs, and we don't... Uh, I say we, it's just me. Uh, I, I always do that. Um, we do um, book fairs, meet a lot of people that way. Um, we do our own distribution. Um, but we're not... It's not something we really... We like being kind of unknown, 
a, a, a kind of entity that people have heard of but don't really know what it is and so we're not like huge on Instagram or um, it's just a bit of it's just a you know labor of love passion project that keeps me relatively sane uh, but isn't a viable thing maybe we don't have an audience (laughs) maybe I'm the audience (laughs) oh that's you you totally have an audience I've seen you at several book fairs now and I see people carrying your books around so I guess that's one of the things that's that's nice about book fairs is that 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 audience question is answered by the people that you're actually there with and the people that you see uh coming to visit the fairs but locally are you also selling zines in london yeah we sell in a, in a few shops uh in london uk some in uh europe and the states um i am trying to you know i am trying to expand that so if there are any shop owners listening <laughs> that want to stock let's let's talk um and how can they get a hold of you with Bronze Age? Um, they can look us up. Um, I don't want to make it too easy for people to get in touch with. Uh, no, uh, we have a website um, and everything's uh, listed there. Um, but, uh, yeah, w- w- it's all very small-scale stuff. Most of our books we print um, in editions of two to 300 um, through a, a range of um, production methods. Um, I also um, set up a printing service last year called Page Masters with a friend of mine, uh, and that is solely uh, Rezo and Offset uh, printing uh, in London as well. So that's kind of formed a production basis for a lot of the Bronze Age books, but not necessarily um, the only the only one, just yeah. the cheapest, because I can do it myself. And when you are producing Bronze Age books, so what else are you doing other than Riso? This is a Riso conference, and I feel like so much of the discussion has been around the particulars of that machine. Yep. But I am also just curious about how people are combining it with other processes, or what else people are doing other than just fluorescent pink. Yeah, so we, um, although most of our printing we do um, for other people is Rezo, we now own a small format offset press, which we're still in training phase with, um, that will become a, a production tool for Bronze Age books in the future, I hope. Um, But we've worked with screen printing, we've done um, uh, letterpress, uh, a lot of digital kind of uh, indigo offset, um, digital offset printing. Um, So yeah, different, Rezo's not always the answer for every, everything. Um, And I try not to like force, uh, kind of shoehorn Rezo into projects that aren't necessarily suited to to it so I feel like the production method uh, informs the there should be a relationship between the content 
and the production method and it shouldn't be you know you shouldn't you shouldn't force force it um we saw a book yesterday that we quite um we scrutinized quite heavily um whereby the artist wasn't necessarily happy with the production uh, because it was a kind of forced Rizzo uh, book um, and you know it, it needs to it needs to suit the the project um, my last question before we wrap up uh, you've been doing this since 2011 and you've been publishing a lot of books what keeps you interested and exciting in, the, in publishing I guess um, every book fair I go to, I, something inspires me. Or um, so as long as I keep going to book fairs, I guess that will keep me uh, interested and trying to kind of push push it a bit more and um, I guess learn what myself what Bronze Age is or could be. Um, so yeah, I just find it super inspiring of this kind of idea of community as we're such a strange small community that, you know, we bump into each other in New York, Chicago, London, all these cities around the world. Um, and book fairs are a great way to see, see the world too. Yeah, there's something that's really recharging about this community and these spaces for the, the weekends, for yeah. as long as the weekends can feel. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Justin, thanks so much for taking some time out and talking with me. It's been great to put some conversations on tape after meeting up in Chicago yeah. and New York and all these places. Thanks for having me.